This is the Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Uh-oh. Welcome to the bullpen on this Tuesday afternoon. Patrick Osborne back in the bullpen. That is your voice. That is you. You're back. I am. I am. Sporting a Boston Bruins shirt, I might add. Oh, I'm shocked. Just for the record, the most exciting team in all professional sports right now, and I'll leave it at that. I disagree, but after after having spent 10, 10 days up in the glorious New England, I came to that conclusion. I haven't been more excited about professional sport since since uh in a while. Is well, that except all? for the Astros? I, that... I take that back. But but uh, I, I had yeah I had more fun watching them than uh, almost any other any other game I've watched. Is that your biggest takeaway from being off for a week and a half or whatever the hell you were? What do you want? Yeah, I want to well, know what he was. Well, I, dr- I want to know how your vacation. I need well, I need I need details. Let's see. I I uh, I, I gorge myself on lobster. Yep. I drown myself in Guinness. Did you solidify yourself as the norm uh, of of Austin? I am of that guy. Banger, yeah. Maine, or it's wherever been, you went. It's Old Orchard Beach, Bangor. Maine. Old Orchard. Oh, okay. It's Old Orchard, Maine. So they all came here like Patrick. Yeah, you're actually, here. The, the the standard line is "Welcome home" when I walk in. Yes, Hell every yeah. year. Yeah, Aww, yeah. It's, it is my home. Do you keep home. up with them on social media? Yeah, we're buddies. To, like let them know you're coming mm-hmm. and all that. Well, crap. I mean, I let a few people know. I like to slip Wait, in the, the right people. Right. Yeah, the right, right people. But right uh, I, I couldn't. It couldn't have been more. Uh, it couldn't have come at a better time. I stared at the back of my eyelids quite a bit. Uh, caught up on rest. That's great. Uh, you didn't have to wake up early. No, took a trip down into Boston as well, uh, which was I hadn't been to in a few years, and it was great. Good. Just all in all, very exciting. Uh, and also, it's, it's good to be back. I forgot to ask, is PB okay? PB will be okay, I think. Okay, good. I, uh, I will be picking her up later on this evening. Good. Uh, from the hospital. That's encouraging. Yes, yes, my, yes. Dog, my dog had a, a scary situation uh, on yeah. my last day of my trip, and has been hospitalized ever since, but yeah, I think she's going to be fine. Thank Good. you very much for asking. I'm sorry I'm asking on air for the first time. We've I don't so mind busy since we got here. So I talk about PB for an hour, but our, our ratings would probably tank. So we don't want to do. That. I don't know. You know, people like dogs. I think people love dogs. Yeah, I know. They're my actually. I know one company. person here who does not like dogs, and it's still. I still tell her it's weird. Yeah, it's it's hard to. <laughs> it's just hard to. I I can't fathom such a thing. Seriously, I look at a puppy and I'm like, I want you. I'm going to take you home. Yeah. Let me hold you. Yeah. I know. Uh, actually, and then we'll, we'll we'll dive into things after this. But we'll get into but sports in a second. And in, all, in all seriousness, one of my big life dreams is to actually own I don't know twenty thirty acres of land and uh, give uh, give homes to uh, senior and yes. quote unquote unadoptable dogs. I literally say the same to, same thing to my girlfriend yeah. all the time. Big but fan. I just say any dog, bring them all. Well, any would any take them all. Right? But specifically, yeah. you know, with with Senior a focus dogs, on the ones that are them, tougher to get home for, giving you. them yeah. a good twilight of their life. Right, I right. Want that. I like that. Um, but yeah, so glad to be back in the Welcome bullpen. Back. Glad to be back with you, my yeah. friend. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the number. I'm glad I remembered that. I almost said eight three eight three two, and then eight three six, and then eight three four came out properly. Is it not eight three two? We have these. Is no, it we're eight three two over on the other one. Okay. Eight three six. I got confused yesterday because yeah. I couldn't figure out Rose's number up front. I know yeah. that's a different that's number than what we do yeah. here. Yeah, and I never remember which one's which at this point. So the, the number you, my friends, listening in the bullpen, eight three four one zero two seven five one two, being that's the right. area code there. Give us a call, and we would love to hear from you. As we always say, opinions are welcome. Yes, indeed, my friend. Yes, indeed. Uh, so. I've I've been uh, trying to get back into the groove of what's been happening uh, local sports. It's it's not uh, believe it or not, it's not so easy to to follow along on the, the Longhorns while you're in Maine. 
and that's a good thing. It, isn't that isn't that a surprise that they're supposed that the, to? You're supposed to check out. No, I, point being, uh, it, it took. But me yeah, a, it's not surprising. It, it took me a little bit to get back into it. News doesn't reach Maine, from um, Austin, Texas. So Texas is number twenty-four now, ranked number twenty-four uh, in the AP. Yeah, uh, that up, baby. What? Pretty sure they're number eighteen. Uh, oh, they are number eighteen. You're right. Washington. Washington, is you're right, you're right. I was actually, I circled Washington specifically for you, and that's what I was looking at. But there are seven. That's point- okay. I did the same thing. Ed did the same thing yesterday. Yeah. So I got you. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. And I had to, I had to correct him as well. Um, but uh, you, who do you think's favored Saturday? Horns, TCU. I'm going to say TCU is yeah. favored. What if I told you the Longhorns are a seven point early favorite? Would that make any sense to you? No. Well, it doesn't me, but that. Truth of the matter is, the betting odds right now favoring the Horns as a college game day. No kidding. Coming to Austin once again by seven points right wow. now. The 9-0 and TCU Horn Frogs are underdogs, early, early underdogs here. I have not seen anything from TCU for them to ever be an underdog the rest of the season at this point. I mean, Me they're either. fantastic. That's On the road I, or at home, they're 9-0. and They've, They're undefeated. And yet they're an underdog to a six and three. No offense, six and three is great. Six and three compared to nine and zero. Oh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't see it. I know, I know Texas has a great home field advantage, but to to sway the betting odds four points because you get three automatically for being at home, correct? Right. So to sway them four extra points doesn't make sense at all. I, I I'm not. And the Longhorns didn't show me anything last week that would prove that they they're they're clear favorite against a. The number four ranked team in the country. No, it was an exciting game, but it, I mean, the number a seven point favorite over the TCU Horn Frogs probably should have looked a little better. Yeah, a little bit. Say? Yeah, I would say a little slicker, a little I would, smoother. I would think so. A little more refined, especially when you're on the, you know the twenty four twenty fifth ranked team. You're you're literally just on the verge of dropping out. Yeah, one one slip and you're out. Yeah. like doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. But nevertheless, I just saw that Vegas odds like your Texas Longhorns at least right now. It's it's only Tuesday, so you know things could change. I guess they maybe they're just kind of giving them a fair sway before all of a sudden the betting odds switch over to TCU. Yeah, now give, the horn, give them a little bit of hope. I, I guess I don't know. The Horns have a pretty significant uh, record overall overall record against their former Southwest Conference rivals. Sure, TCU. Uh, maybe it's a Gary Patterson twenty-seven. It, it could be. It could be. But could it really be that much? No, I. I mean. I mean, we're talking about a guy who is with that, that, you know, that, that, I don't know, what do you call it? Not an organization, but, uh, I don't know, just, he's been, he was with TCU for 20 years. Oh, yeah. And so he knows that place inside and out. Right. But this isn't his team. I mean, he knows some of these players, but, I mean, you, I kind of argued this yesterday. I got a feeling Sonny Dykes is going to throw everything out and start over. Start fresh, just so Gary Patterson, you know, doesn't know some of the ca- the right cadence or some smart. of the right calls, yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah, uh, I, I guess what a time will tell whether or not this even holds up. Um, but overall, Horns are sixty four twenty seven and one against against TCU overall, thirty six fifteen and one at home, which is where they will be sure. this weekend. Uh, what do we have? Kickoff at six o'clock. Yeah, six thirty. Six thirty. Yeah, on ABC kickoff set for. Finally, um, this is where the Alabama's time slot should have been. Yeah. Now I think that this automatically, automatically, uh, becomes the biggest game of the season for the Texas Longhorns. No doubt. I mean, uh, you know, one could argue. Well, what about Alabama? Well, it's non-conference game, and you know, yeah, this is know, conference foe. This is what the, about this OU? Is the team well, they right suck this year. You know, yeah. yeah. 
So uh, you need to beat the teams ahead of you if you want a chance at the championship, and you're still in it. Statistically, you are still you still have a chance, but any one loss at this point is going to do you in. And if you get past uh, TCU, who do they have? They got Baylor, and they got uh, one other uh, you know non not as good a team as we thought they'd be because we thought Baylor was going to be the tough the the tough get at the end of the season. Yeah, and, and I think they can if they can get past TCU. The the next couple games, I think, really gives them a a straight shot at a Big Twelve championship. It's, it's weird it's, to it's say very, that. Well, it is, and it's very it is very possible. And what did we say? We we said nine ten wins is asking way too much, and this puts them on the trajectory of nine wins. I I uh, at least I thought I well initially I was just you know sort of being a little flippant. I'm like I don't know ten win season. Yeah. Then I tried to get a little more serious about it. I'm like all right maybe eight, and even that. Sounded extreme yeah. to me, and now here we are. This like wow, sitting with is, six wins, this is possible on the verge. This is possible. They're already bowl eligible. I was just about to say, Texas officially bowl eligible now. It's beautiful, and um, I, I mean, what, what do you say about this team? It's definitely, you know, I think they are. They are where I'd expect that I expected them to be at this point. Uh, there's still a few. Que- there's still some questions because we still haven't seen really seen this team. Full squad. I mean, maybe you could could argue last last week was full squad, um, especially because Quinn Ewers has kind of been up and down, and I feel like that's what we are going to get from him this year. Mm-hmm. We couldn't expect him to be perfect every game. He wasn't going to be perfect every game. It's how he responds to not being great for the week prior, and I think he answered some questions this week by how he responded to how he played last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I hear you. So... What do you uh, uh, you think that, that that there's going to be a big Gary Patterson effect here? I know we we, we I don't going know. back to what you, you brought up earlier. You, you you could argue against you could argue for it. You could argue against it in the ways that I said. As you know, he's known that team for so long. He knows some of those players. I'm sure that are still on that team. However, Sonny Dykes understands that as well, and he's going to try and confuse the hell out of this team because he doesn't want Gary Patterson to have an effect on this team. Because I feel like he could. But I also feel like Sonny Dykes knows that, and I would hope combat against it. Well, here's Sark on uh, what role or, or involvement Gary Patterson may have this weekend. It's been great for Coach P. You know, we're, we're lucky to have him on our team. I'll say that. You know, I know he served you know 22 great years there at TCU. I think that program's in the in the place that it's in because of the work that he did, and that should not go unnoticed. Uh, a lot of those kids on that roster he recruited, and it's a very talented roster. But we're lucky to have him on our team. I know he's uh, he's doing his normal deal, what he does throughout the week to help get us prepared. I, it was SOP Sark answer. I, as far as I'm concerned, often he doesn't say a whole lot. Yeah, he dances around. Man could probably make a fine. Politician. He says the right thing in the in the shortest way possible to kind of not be able to let you. So you, it's hard to follow up because it sounds like the answer he gave you is exactly what you were looking for. You were looking for. I yeah. But that's coach speak, I guess. Very much so. Uh, here's, so here's Sark looking at the overall TCU matchup coming up. Looking forward to a great environment. You know, we've created something here, I think, in DKR that is getting better week in and week out. Obviously, having college game day come, the excitement, night game. I'm anticipating our student section to be here when I walk in the stadium. They might not have. They might have to get uh, CDC to open the gates a little early, but that's okay. I, I love. 
I love walking into the stadium when I go for my pregame walk and our students are already there chanting, taking pictures with them. I think that that's what college football is about, that, that, that pageantry that it is. And so it's an exciting opportunity for our team, playing a very good opponent, very electric on offense, a really good run game. Miller's a tremendous runner. Dugan's a great passer. They got Quentin Johnston on the outside. So really complete offensive football team, very, very talented, very fast defensive football team that uh, we, we have to take into account for in an excellent return game, as we well know uh, from a return game standpoint. So Coach Dykes has done a done a great job, and it's a great opportunity for us. You know, we haven't we haven't beaten a top five team here in DKR since 1999. So it's a great opportunity for us to hopefully prepare well and play well uh, for our fans and looking forward to an electric and, uh, and a great intimidating environment. Yeah, uh, they showed la- they showed us last week that they can be a, a top opponent. And there's no reason after what they did against uh, Alabama at home because they were still playing number one Alabama at the time. Right. And Alabama still felt like they were number one. They were playing well, regardless of where they are now. That was the opponent in front of them, and that was their number. And here we are again, a top f- a top four opponent at home. There's no reason that they can't be even better than they were against Kansas State last week because they were on the road and against how they played against Alabama with a fully healthy Quinn Ewers, also a running game that is on fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bijan, still looking great. Bijan Mustard. He is a Heisman candidate if, I, if I've ever seen one before. He solidified that last week against a top opponent, top 15 opponent. Oh, I don't care oh, yeah. where they are now. The man absolutely I know they're a lot lower, the but now they, now, now they really got to prove it, and I think they can, and I think Bijan... Again, I said it last week before the game. Lean on the guys who can handle it. These guys can handle Roshan and Bijan can handle it. I pressure guys. Pressure off Quinn Ewers. Mm-hmm. He can make some easy throws to Xavier, Xavier uh, Worthy and Jordan Whittington. And I think, uh, so. Uh, who's that? They, they got a third guy now. I think Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's come up pretty big lately. Yeah. So they have the pieces in place to take, you know, to take on a team like TCU. And I think they will. Well, Bijan's been so consistent. You know, I mean, this, this past weekend. It, and I'm uh, not a homer either. I don't care. No, I, I'm with you. <laughs> I really don't. I didn't go to Utah. It's I didn't fun go to watch. The well, yeah. They're a fun team to watch. Uh, Bijan had 260, a career high, 216 rushing yards, two go-ahead touchdowns. He sealed the deal, converting that third and six, and then ran for oh, 13 beautiful. yards to ice it's beautiful. I mean, uh, yeah. These uh, are your bell cows. Now, and I hate saying that word. It bugs me every time it comes out of my mouth, but it's true. And once again... We've said this before on the show. We'll probably say it again. This year's Longhorns could do this. Last year's Longhorns could not have done what they did over the weekend sure. uh, or, or much of what they've done this season. Certainly wouldn't be seven-point favorites over TCU next weekend. Right, and, and the topic is still, once again, why can't this team be a second-half team? And, and, and I feel like that there's an argument against it last week because they didn't give up the lead. Yeah. Yeah, and look how well, I mean, it and works so out. So to, to talk about the negative all the time, it, it's not right to not talk about the positive that regardless of them only scoring three points in the second half last week, they still won. The great Ed Clements had a question for Coach Sark. Yeah, about, gonna, he, he definitely has the question. About the, uh, the, the, the second half issues that you meant the narrative. Coach, after watching the film, have you pinpointed what happened to the offense in the second half with only three points? And it seems like it's it happened somewhat in Lubbock and and Stillwater, what happened on Saturday night with just the yeah. three points? It, too many self-inflicted wounds, it, really on both sides of the ball. But, 
you can't you can't have pre-snap penalties, you know, and then you can't have multiple pre-snap penalties in the same drive, you know. As we were taking, you know, two steps forward, we were taking one step backwards, and inevitably, you put yourself in third and long scenarios against a good defense. The, the game gets hard, you know. We had a couple other, you know, one that was a short yardage third down scenario wasn't the best call by me. They stopped us. We had another third down that we convert. We fumbled the ball. Uh, so a lot of it was really self-inflicted wounds. Uh, I, I assume some of that blame. I think our players can tell you they would assume some of it. You know, we, we understand we can't jump off sides. So inevitably, it's more about what we did opposed to what they did. And that was something that uh, we'll continue to work on to get better at. A lot you of, still scored three points yeah. only in yeah. the second half, Coach. That's, Come on. That's a problem. Consent, consistently has been a problem. And we've been talking about that since last year. Yep. And... Uh, and I remember, you know, preseason, or, you know, before the before the first game of the year uh, against what uh, Louisiana Monroe, mm-hmm. and we were talking about that, you know, about about how Texas has got to figure out its second half woes and how to make how to make adjustments in game. And absolutely, sometimes they they you know they they show hints that yeah you know they're they're making progress. Other times, it's just a more poor, often than not, it's it's not working. Ed Ed said it yesterday. It was just a very poor answer to that question. Very very. Uh, mundane very coach speak yeah we you know self-inflicted wounds is why why well, no kidding you know so you, why are they doing that the honest truth as far as i'm concerned is that mundane is, is you get a lot of that from sark god love him but you know you yeah. do get a lot of mundane answers from the man but and also i don't expect him to say anything else like well this is why we you know because they couldn't do this and he couldn't do that and he couldn't do this i mean it's still to him it's and it to you know to his credit, it's still a team thing, and he he's still taking most of the blame for it. But at the same time, when you when you constantly preach self-inflicting wounds every single week that this happens, stop cutting yourselves, guys. Come on, yeah. there, there's got to be something else going on, and it, it it falls on the coach. So we would expect a better answer than that. Uh, that's all. I'm so let me ask you this: as we head to break here in the bullpen, and you can give us a call and weigh in on this as well. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven if you would like. But was Saturday the biggest win of Sark's tenure so far at UT? Was there has there been a bigger win for him so far? I guess our, I guess. Statistically wise, yes, but it didn't really feel like Statistically, it. Statistically, sure. Yeah, uh, it didn't. Fe- it was a big win, but it didn't really feel like it. Felt like it was a desperate win. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people who think that this was a big one for him, really big, possibly the most significant so far. Mm. We'll talk a little bit more about that as well. Also, ESPN Game Day returning on the back to the forty acres. That's right. That lots more to come right. in the bullpen. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven. Give us a number. Give us a call. Is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN? I am excited, man. Oh, yeah? Why is that, my friend? Because our off-air conversations are wonderful, and they get me pumped up. See, these are the kind of things what I'm thinking someday we should do. We need to set up the live stream, right? We charge people, eh, <laughs> four or five bucks you already for lost a month. Them. No, you already no, lost them, listen, man. No, listen. people won't pay eight dollars for Elon Musk's blue check mark. All right, Look you think? You think they want to pay to watch us talk? I do. Okay. Especially when they see, right. especially when they see us. Prove it. No, what I would say, you know, give it a, you know, couple, couple bucks maybe, for a month, and all that goes to charity. Some, some badass. Okay. Charity. Well, now I feel like an ass for saying no. That no one's gonna do that. All right. Please do that. Charity. Good. Yeah, charity. The charity of Patrick Osborne. I was gonna say Pockets. charity for us. No, Is that it? No. No. Really. <laughs> no. Seriously, I think it would be good. But I, I think it'd be fun. Just have a little. Uh, actually, it may not be. Sometimes it might not be the best idea. Man, 
you, some of those conversations. What, your brain must go crazy all the time. Why? Because you, you just literally talked yourself out of it in that same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I didn't talk myself out of it. I'm just, you know, sometimes... You almost did. What we need is a dump button for that like we That's have true. here. That's just true. in case. That's just our hands covering the, the camera. Like, don't look. Don't look at me. Yeah. Don't look at me. Please don't. I'll put it behind me so you can only sit at the back of my head. That's... See, again, no one's going to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm make the Thanks for listening, you guys. I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Of course. So, every single one of you. Absolutely, and we very much appreciate it. That's no joke. 512-834-1027 is a number. We'd love to hear from you if you'd like to call in and be goofy. Anything. With a couple of lovable be idiots. Be goofy. Yeah, talk movies, talk music, talk sports. Let's do it, man. Yeah. I want to hear from you. We love you. So, uh... There, uh, as we mentioned going into break there, there are some people who feel like this possibly was Steve Sarkeesian's biggest win so far at Texas. Um, and I, do you think so? I mean, I, I gave my answer of, yeah, statistically it, it was because... Well, we're bowl eligible. Yeah, I, I, I can't think off the top of my head a higher ranked team that he's beaten. Um, although it kind of felt like this was expected. Like this was going to happen because it needed to happen. I'm going to be honest. I didn't. I didn't expect it. I did not. Maybe that was just it. my optimism talking and talking them up all week. And it, it really like, felt like they were going to win this game already. It looked to me at times like they wanted to make me right. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Especially in the first half. Yeah. I mean, they were on fire. I mean, thank God for Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Lean on that man, Mr. Must. Lean on Mr. Lambo, Mr. Must. Let the man run. Yeah. So college game day headed back to the 40 acres this coming weekend for the Big 12 showdown that uh, could have college football playoff ramifications. Absolutely, 100%. Because, I mean, look, Texas, God, God love them. They ain't gonna make it to the to the college football playoffs. Texas isn't unless something really strange happens these next few weeks. I don't think there's However, any way possible. Like you said, they can impact it. Absolutely, TCU certainly could be hurt. It, by they, this. I mean, at this point, they're in. So the crew's going to be on hand. We want to knock them out. This uh, top 25 matchup, undefeated TCU coming here to Texas. It's not long ago that uh, Corso and the gang were here for uh, Al- when Alabama, Alabama was in town. Week two. Uh, which arguably uh, I think was still one of the biggest games of, of the year in college football. Why? Because Nelly was in town? No. Did you know? I didn't know, actually. Third Eye Blind will be at Longhorn City limits this week. You know, I accidentally stumbled across that. I I stumbled across that little tidbit by accident as I was uh, surfing and 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 cramming and writing news earlier this morning at three thirty in the morning. Wow, you're such a great worker. Yeah, well, that's why they pay me the big bucks, right? Or not? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so uh, college game day. It was here uh, September tenth. Horns almost toppled. Then, then number one Alabama. Oh my! How the mighty have fallen. How the mighty have fallen. But you know what? Oh darn! Woe is me. We're still top ten. Boo hoo! Since then, the horns have gone on. They've dropped uh, games to Tech, Oklahoma State, uh, which and that's really effectively eliminated them from the college football playoff. I think. I think the Tech one kind of was was the the eliminator. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, But uh, the horns have shown pretty consistently this year that they don't they don't often want to roll over easy. Even if they sure frustrate, they they are they are a uh, a product of their coach, who is a guy who will play to the whistle's end, no matter what the score is, and that's a good thing, obviously. But look, this isn't an elite team yet. Right, they're gonna lose Bijan this after this year, yes. But you're still gonna have Quinn Ewers. You're still, I believe, gonna have Roshan Johnson. Maybe either way, you got some good recruits coming in. 
the 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 more confidence that your quarterback gets, the better this team is going to be. Obviously, I know, but they're they're not there yet. No. But the, the what they're showing this year should definitely give you a lot of hope in the coming years, as long as this team's cohesiveness stays the way it is. This is arguably the biggest test of the year for the for the Horn Frogs too. Absolutely. Uh, I I mean, uh, Texas, I don't care. Could, Texas could absolutely come in here and and ruin an otherwise remarkable TCU season. Yeah, I don't care what they're ranked. I don't care what their record is. I think this is a, a tough out for any team coming in here, uh, regardless, uh, like I said, regardless of where the Longhorns are, are ranked or uh, where the record is. This is a really tough place to play. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be, you're going to have to be on your A game regardless. And I think TCU knows that. Sonny Dykes knows that. So they're going to be ready. So Texas has got to be ready, and I think they will be ready too. Yeah. This is going to be a fun game. TCU has dispatched the likes of Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Kansas. You know, so I mean, can't, yeah, but now Kansas well, doesn't look like that great now, a win anymore. Yeah. But I mean, they were ranked pretty high at the there start. Was a time. Again, yeah, look, it doesn't matter where you are now. You where you were at that point is who you had to play. So mm-hmm. that doesn't really change. Um, speaking of of the Longhorns, this is one of my <laughs> this is one of my favorite stories of the day. I don't know if you heard about this. You hear about the guy, former Longhorn, former Lake Travis distance runner who got busted uh, running illegally in a race? I didn't read the story, but I heard it. I read his quote. All right. So uh, <laughs> if you're not familiar with this story, I got to laugh at it because, dude, don't you have better things to do than run against kids? Apparently not. So uh, the guy's name, from what I understand, Brand, uh, Brendan Abair. He finished second in the 2022 6A UIL cross country state meet this past Friday. He was wearing Lake Travis colors. How dare you sully the black and red? <laughs> um, his finish, though, quickly disqualified because he already graduated from high school in I'll 2018. I'll be damned. 2018. Is this like a never been kissed story, the, the David Arquette version? I guess. Remember that? I do remember that. Well, I remember the movie. I don't remember what happened in it, though. They hit, she went David back Arquette. to high school as a journalist, and then he went back to high school because he wanted to be a, a badass jock. And then they both got busted. I did not. I know. I, uh, well, it's, it's kind of like, alert. Kinda sorry. Like, <laughs> the movie's from 97. Sorry for the whatever. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so this story out of KXAN here uh, here in Austin, um, former Lake Travis High School and University of Texas runner. Uh, he he said, apparently, I just I just ran it. <laughs> I just ran it for fun. Yeah. Well, Let he didn't win. Live. So he's a grown man, high school grad, <laughs> college grad from the University of Texas, and he lost to, uh, let's see, who is this? Uh, Ke- Kevin Sanchez from Vandergriff High School up in the Leander School well, District. I would hope he lost because the kids are a lot younger and probably have a little bit more stamina than a college grad does. However, I doubt what not. does this say about the kids and how they look nowadays that a college grad easily just snuck right into this high school meet mm-hmm. and no one thought the wiser? Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, high schoolers had, had full beards and carried around packs of cigarettes rolled up in their sleeves and they looked like they were 45 years old. Now, high school kids look like they're still in middle school. A lot of them. Yeah, man. And it's like, how do you fit in with that? I was just on the cusp in my high school because we had one kid when I was a sophomore who was a freshman who had a full beard like you had. Mm -hmm. Full beard. A a freshman in high school had a full beard like this? 15 years old, had a beard like that. And everybody stared at it because nobody nobody in my high school had a bigger beard than him. You know, listen, I couldn't grow this thing until I was in my 30s. I could grow a beard, but not like this. Do you see this? This is how I am now. This is it. I don't think it'll get any bigger. Yeah. My facial hair. There's nothing wrong about. with that. 
You got uh, you got your your Movember stash going on. No, I want I want it all, man. I want that. Want Maybe not that, but That's pretty close plans. to that. We really like, we need a camera this, now man. so people can see what I'm talking about. Was, you need to you need to give me a selfie and we'll post it to ESPN Austin just so people know that magnificent beard that is in front of me. I've shocked people before uh, who 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 do not <laughs> expect me to look like I just crawled out of a rock concert. I guarantee you, people are going to see your face and be like, "That's not what I expected." Yeah, with yeah. The, with that with that voice of yours. Maybe the same for me. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Where we? Where? Why are we talking about this again? Where because did we get, because this we get old here? man ran a, a race against kids. God bless him. Well, he's not old, but still. Uh, anyway, the the, uh, the so yeah, uh, Kevin Sanchez from Vandegrift High School uh, came in first. And Congrats, uh, the, Kevin. The Vandegrift boys team finished second. So Vander, but anyway, Vandegrift. Uh, this, that uh, sounds like a very rich name in the in the Texas lands. Very good school. I'll bet. Very good high school. Uh, very good high school indeed. But uh, yeah, so uh, Brand- Brendan Abear, the guy's name, uh, congratulations to you Congrats, for making Brendan. a fool of yourself. Yeah, way to go. You almost <laughs> ruined the, the, the beautiful name of Brandon, but it's no, it's Brendan, which makes sense. Brendan's are just crazier. So uh, over to the NFL now we go, where uh, I, I pulled something because I, I, a little, little tidbit of NFL history. Some of you listening might know this. Oh. Uh, do you know what stood for nearly 45 years as the longest field goal in NFL history? Longest in NFL history before this year, correct? Before this year. Uh, and even before, actually, uh, I think it stood up until 2013, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm going to say, like, got to be high 50s or low low 60s. Like, I, I, it seemed, because the 60s seem like it's very the, the rarest of rare numbers. I don't know, 58? No, not 58. I'd say like 60, 60-ish. So on this day, November 8th, 1970, a new NFL record would be set for longest field goal. On this day? On this day, November, right. November 8th, 1970. Hey, we should make that a segment. I think so. All right. I think it shall begin today. And let's set the scene, shall we? It was innocent enough. Let's. The 1-5-1 and New Orleans Saints. Oh. They were down 17-16 against the Detroit Lions. They had the ball late. And Tom Dempsey's coaching staff, they had the opportunity. They could either throw the ball up, pray it. Or kick it. Give it to Dempsey. Keep in mind, it's 1970, right? Longest field goal in league history at the time uh, was uh, 56 yards. Oh. All right. 56 yards? Yeah. Wow. That's uh, like standard now. So the, uh, the coaching staff went and ahead. Also, uh, fun fact the goalposts were still bigger at this time. That's right. Because they changed what? They changed it uh, like 2012, 2011. Somewhere in the 2000 uh, era, they. they Shrunk the goalposts, so the goalposts were a lot wider back then too. So that, yeah, you're right. I, I'd forgotten about that. It uh, just popped in my head. But the uh, the Saints coaching staff they decided to trust Tom Dempsey. He delivered a shot unlike anything they'd seen before. Tom Dempsey hits this one. He's got a very slight win at his back. He'll set a National Football League record in addition to winning the game. I don't believe this. He just, he just had a Brandon pure he just had a Brandon moment there. Jubilation. Yeah, Sixty. I mean, that was huge. How and, great of call was that? Now let me let me set the scene here even even better for you because there there are some unique physical features mm-hmm. of Tom Dempsey that made this a, a, an even bigger feat in my opinion. I'm so on the edge of my seat right now. Born with no toes on his right foot. What? Yeah. None. None. Zero. No toes no on toes. his right foot. One finger on his right hand, which really didn't have. 
What? Much but yeah. No, Wait, no toes on no his toes right foot. No toes and one finger? One finger on his one right One finger hand. on his right hand. That's it. And he booted it 63 yards for a, a record that would stand for, uh, what, 43 years. I'm just trying to picture his foot right now. Like, what? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, isn't that crazy? 63 no yard, toes? A 43-year record set by, by no toes. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm not. I hope me and everyone else who's listening is just wiggling their toes right now. Thinking, I am. What if there were none there? I am. Yeah. And totally. only one finger. Do you know what finger he had? Uh, well, no. Do you know what happened? I was. I would hope. Was he at the, war? I'd hope it'd be the most colorful of all the the, the one finger to do. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, at that point, you really wouldn't even know. You anyway. wouldn't know which one. It's like, wow, that's a long <laughs> finger you got there. <laughs> but Matt Prater, he would go on to break that record in 2013. Then, uh huh. We saw that record fall again this year. God. By the hands or foot, lifetime love, as it were, of who? Lifetime love. Who's this? Who are you talking about? Are you talking about Justin Tucker? I think we are. I think we are. On its way. It bounces off the crossbar, and it's good. Oh, oh my good! Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Did that just happen, Greg? What a kick! Yes, it that did. That just happened. It happened. It happened to the tune of 66 yards. Congrats, 66 Justin Tucker. Yards. By the way, go watch his, uh, his. I think, I don't know if it's TikTok or Instagram, but they film him on the plane now after every victory, and he is one funny guy. Mm-hmm. And he comes up with some new slogan or some new, like, uh, Ravens thing to make fun of a different player every week now. So I'd highly recommend going to check him that out. Is he funny like Russell Wilson funny on an airplane? He's funny like, like he's like making high kicks fun. Up and down? He's funny like he's making fun of Russell Wilson on an airplane. That's the kind of guy. It's great. That's the kind of guy. I like it's to watch. great. And you know what? That's our guy. Or that's your guy. It's definitely, uh, yeah. That's yeah. Austin's guy. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely that's right. right. 66 yards, he holds the record, and I remember as a Albeit, kid. They said it was off the crossbar, but it was off the back of like where it kind of curls down, so it still would have, it still went in no matter what. Well, he got three points, right? He got the three points. Well, then who cares what it did? I'm just saying, it, it makes it sound like maybe it kind of hit the crossbar and used that momentum to get in. So they're they're trying to diminish no, this no. man's great I'm accomplishment. I'm just setting the scene because it's really hard to to play a field goal clip on radio without trying to set it up a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. Because we're pros here, damn it. Fair enough. Theater of the mind. That's right. Right, theater of the mind. I hope it worked. If not, <laughs> I apologize. So uh, did you hear the latest out of this, this Brett Favre welfare fraud saga thing? That he's a tool? Well. That's all I hear. That's every time Brett Favre <laughs> it's is getting harder news, and harder. probably <laughs> because he's a tool bag. It's getting harder and harder to make the argument to the contrary. I'll tell you that. Man. Uh, the Unreal. latest here. Two concussion drug companies. You didn't hear about this? Backed by, back by Brett Favre yes. and enmeshed in that massive. Um, they apparently uh, overstated their NFL connections and exaggerated the known effectiveness of their drugs during efforts to raise money. This according to documents uh, obtained by ESPN. Sure. Uh, court filings show the companies and their founder, Jake Van Lanningham, faced substantial debts over the past several years, even as Van Lanningham was pressing potential investors to help get the drugs to market. Uh, two of his Florida-based companies, Prevacus and Pressol MD, are alleged to have received more than $2.1 million in Mississippi welfare funds earmarked for the most Ooh. needy families of the state in the most in the neediest state of the nation. Look out, Brett Favre's at mm-hmm. it again. Now, Van Landingham told ESPN in an interview, he said, quote, I had no idea this was welfare money, <laughs> and I've always been an upstanding person when it comes to research. Guess who didn't comment? Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Uh, Favre, though, according to the lawsuit, is the top uh-huh. outside investor in Prevacus. Right? 
Uh, and Shock. apparently, he said he put a million of his own money into the companies, which are developing a nasal spray. Well, and, and the end goal here, I dig. Right? Sure. This, this nasal spray to treat concussions and a cream to either prevent or limit them. Great. Don't steal welfare money to what do it. What are you doing? Allegedly. What? He allegedly did this. So is this now two instances of Brett Favre stealing money from welfare? Well, this, or I mean, is it like part of the same scheme? It's all part of the same overall umbrella conspiracy, uh, controversy, what have you. I love how Brett Favre want, like, actually tried to paint himself in a good light here, and it's just getting worse and worse mm-hmm. every, every single week. Yeah. Unreal, dude. Uh, six people arrested and charged in 2020 as part of what the state's called the multi-million dollar embezzlement scheme. Oh, my God. They include Mississippi's welfare director and the head of a nonprofit, both of whom have entered guilty pleas. God. Favre and Van Landingham, though, they were never charged. But they are among Shocker. 38 individuals and companies named earlier this year in a civil lawsuit seeking the return of more than $20 million designated for needy families. We could go on and on. This is a long this article, blood boil. but um, the, the lawsuit alleges that the, the funds were funneled through the Mississippi Community Education Center, which is a nonprofit run by Nancy New. She pleaded guilty back in April uh, of bribery, uh, bribery of a public official, fraud against government, wire fraud, and the classic gangster charge of racketeering. <laughs> oh, my God. So she's never getting out of jail. <laughs> my God. She better get comfy in there. Yeah. Um, but... Also, uh, also, all these people have money, so they're sure. probably all gonna, you know, get a little bracelet on their on their on their leg and Good. stay home. Right. It goes even further, though. Uh, Favre, of course, said he was unaware of. Uh, the, oh, of the course, money was had no idea. Uh, again, he all said these this. people arrested and and pleading guilty, and he, clearly he never knew what was going on. Listen, to this there's a 2019 marketing document that was used to raise money for both Prevacus and Press OMD, and it boasts several connections to the NFL. Here, you've got Dr. Alan Sills, who is the league's chief medical officer. Jeff Miller, the NFL's executive vice president for health and safety and, and uh, innovation, both of them are identified as, quote, other contacts on a list of key advisory members and associates for Prevacus. The marketing document also lists Dr. Brian ha- uh, Hainline, NCAA's chief medical officer, among the other contacts. The NFL says the league was never contacted. Uh, the NCAA says that they don't have any connections. Then they also bring in the NFL Players Association, uh, acting like the union, they, saying they've cultivated uh, relationships with 100 retired NFL players. The union comes out and says, well, we don't have any affiliation with this company or person, and if someone's representing that they do, that's false. So there's a lot of, I mean... Uh, this made my head spin. It's, it sounds to me like they're, they were trying to get real slick, mm-hmm. and things just started getting Way worse and worse. Slick. And then they got, yeah, and then, the, and then now they they're fell. buried too deep. I don't think we're going to see Brett Favre charged criminally, criminally, nope. but I do expect him to get slapped with significant civil civil uh, lawsuits. I just, I just want him to take some responsibility for whatever the hell is going on. Take some accountability. You are you're the biggest investor in all these things. Yeah, and and you're saying you had no idea what's going on. I know where I've heard that rhetoric for the last four year, last five years, but well, you know, I believe I it. I won't say too much. Listen, he he could throw a ball really well. I believe him. <laughs> you remember that hail mary when he was playing for Minnesota? I believe him. That was for his dad, though. I know. I'm kidding. Yeah. I shouldn't joke about that one. Nevertheless, the guy, uh, it's looking worse and worse for Favre. Can we just have a reset button? Is there a reset button on like this world where we can start over? Let's go maybe, back to the let's maybe go back. get some be- some new leadership everywhere. How about we go back to the Try last again. great decade? When was that? The 1990s. Don't tell I me mean, that wasn't the last great decade because it was. The music tells all the story you need to know about. That's not that. what I'm talking about. I know. I know. But you're right. But you're, that's my era too. I feel you, dog. So uh, Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. 
Bye week over for him. Headed to Green Bay. Could be very emotional return for uh, for I McCarthy. Believe so yeah, uh, you know he's got a street named after him there. I've heard. Yeah, I heard he used to coach there too. He did. Uh, I heard he won something there one something. time too. A subpar bowl. Maybe. Was that what it was? A, a superb owl. Superb owl. Oh, yes. gotcha. Uh, so uh, more on that coming up. Also, uh, the Hall of Fame has released eight player, uh, the eight player contemporary baseball era ballot, and there are some big names on this one. Names that you wouldn't have heard not too long ago. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the number. Give us a call here in the bullpen. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on one zero two seven ESPN. And welcome back to the bullpen. Our final segment of this Tuesday edition. Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. How's it feel to be back? You. Feels good, man. You feel back in the swing of things now? A little bit? Getting there? I know it's only I day one. That. Right. It takes a while to it get does. back into the swing of things. Um, Dude, I'll be honest. When I got back from New Orleans, even just gone a few days, man, I was depressed. I, d- I did not. I was just, I was ready to be back in New Orleans, walking around the French Quarter with yeah. my girl. I missed that. I'm having a, I, I'm having a tough time. Uh getting back used to everything and i mean I, you know a week and a half i didn't have to do anything right. I, all i had to do was wake up and go to the bar yeah eat shellfish go to the bar and have a guinness uh, yeah and and yeah have a point drive around and and look at the the beautiful new england countryside aimlessly stare at the ocean hang out with my friends uh i i save my money all year long as i tell people i save my money all year long so i can live like a king for a week and a half amen and it was great amen. so yeah uh on that note it, it's hard to come back from something like that even though you know eventually your money's going to run out and you're going to have to figure out something well you look good. You sound good. So it's all good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ruby. Very much appreciate that. Uh, so uh, Dallas Cowboys going to take the field against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday and probably going to be uh, especially trying for head coach Mike McCarthy. Oh, yeah? Why is that? At least emotionally. Uh, I think he spent a couple of minutes. A couple minutes there. 13 seasons sure. of his 29 years were spent he knows leading Aaron Brett, Brett Favre. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he knows pretty well. Uh, the latter of whom. Won his lone Super Bowl with. It's crazy to think that that was so long ago that he was with Green Bay, and he I was know. with them for a long time. And now it just seems just normal that he is a Dallas Cowboys head coach. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't think of him as anything else. It's Although, weird. you know, I had a similar situation with, like, Bill Parcells years ago when he sure. was with the Cowboys. I was like, wow, Bill Parcells with the Cowboys? And by the time he was done at the helm there, I was like, wow, it, it feel weird about Bill Parcells and the Cowboys, yeah. you know, so. One of my favorite games against the Cowboys was a Bill Parcells coach team. That was a fun game. That dude was, back in 2005. That dude was fun to listen to sometimes because he would just say things that you're like, oh my God, did he really just say that? He was like the, uh, <laughs> what is it, uh, who was, who was the uh, manager for uh, the Tigers who used to smoke cigarettes? Jim and, Leland? Yeah, he's like the Jim Leland of the NFL. He was the Jim Leland of the NFL. Yeah. Because he would just say whatever he wants. He didn't care. Yeah. No filter. No F's given. I, I, he's going to have... tell you how it is. He, and like same with Greg Popovich in the NBA. Gre- uh, Pop's same, another one, same, yeah. Same style. Now, I'll never forget uh, watching um, Leland just light into Barry Bonds. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't care who you are. <laughs> I love that. And he would. He was just sitting there. and, and he, would, he was with the Pirates. He'd smoke his lung. Yeah, one of the Pirates. Yeah. He'd smoke his lung darts in the, in the, in the bullpen <laughs> and just have a good old time getting being mad. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't, uh, you know, have die a heart in, attack in, in the, the bull- dugout. Because the guy would, or in the dugout, yeah, because the guy would get so, I mean, he was pretty animated. Yeah. Kind of like Sparky Anderson, I guys like that. him, I you know. I, 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 uh, Lou Pinella, I was, you know, yeah. another another guy who you you know very well. 
Uh, guys like that, I, I just miss that fiery manager. Uh, Tommy Lasorda, another yeah. another who my mother hated Tommy Lasorda, but I'll never forget Tommy just bounding out when Kirk Gibson <laughs> hits that homer in '88 off uh, off of Eck. You know, I can't even count on two hands how many times I've seen personally live. Lou Pinella throw a base at an umpire, dude, and just kick the dirt around. I it. think he holds a record for most bases thrown <laughs> as a manager, so. <laughs> and probably. Well, didn't he play for the Yankees? He did. Yes, he, uh, catcher. He also played uh, one year for the Seattle Pilots the before Pilots, they went right. to uh, Milwaukee. That's right. And then you get these quiet guys like Dusty Baker, who I really did not oh. like for many years, I loved and I've now never, I, I can't. I can't think him. of why I didn't like him. He's fantastic. He, he's he's just, a great human. He is such a, a, a composed. Man, Such a likable person, and I, I'm so glad for him. In fact, they—I uh, just heard that they're gonna—they're gonna bring him back for 2023. He has signed, uh, announced today that he's actually uh, coming back. And you know, he kind of announced the same thing himself uh, after the first after they won. He goes, "We're gonna do it. We're gonna roll back, and why not? Why can't we do it next year? We're gonna do it again." At 73, he's the oldest guy to ever win a World Series as a manager. 73. Mm-hmm. So Pete Carroll is 70-ish as well. Yeah. There's no reason that he can't stay in this league, especially in baseball, mm-hmm. where a little less strenuous. You don't have to run up and down the sideline. You don't have to game. run up and down the sideline, of course. you got to walk to the the mound occasionally uh, or walk to home plate. But there's no reason that he can't do this for another five years. What Dusty Why Baker not? has done for this Astros team I think is phenomenal, though, because you, know, I mean, you, you remember when he came on board, right after they let A.J. Hinch go with the sign-stealing issue, and it he, totally felt like a setup move. I, I thought, I, I thought, all right, a they're bringing in gap. poor Dusty Baker yeah. because they're looking for a guy uh, 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 who's going to fail until they pick, figure out who they're going to, uh, you know. And Dusty wasn't having any of it. Kind of like what the Texas have been, Texans have been doing for the last decade. Exactly right. Kind of like what they did. Well, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> we don't a, need to get. I was going to make a Howard Stern, David Lee Roth joke, but that was like. But way yeah, too long Dusty ago. Baker said, "Hell no, we're going to win it all." Yeah. So Baker is now the twelfth uh, manager to reach two thousand wins. I love it. Of the previous eleven. To reach 2,000, 10 are in the Hall of Fame. The only one who's not is Bruce Bochy, and guess why? He will be. Well, he's, re- still, he's still in the league. Recently hired by the Rangers. Yeah. 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 He, so. he can't get in there until he retires. Yeah. So, so uh, good, on, good on him. Good on Dusty Baker. I'm Absolutely. glad they're bringing him back. I, I, I'm pretty excited about that. Maybe one day someone can ask him why the hell he wears those gloves every day. I think, I think it's a health thing. I, th- I, I think look, it's a COVID And you're thing. probably right. You're probably right, but I'm just curious. I'm not. It's not a. I think I'm it looks kind of cool with them. Actually, I, I have no issues with it. I have no qualms. I'm just curious. I, think I just want to know if somebody knows. Give us a call eight three four one zero two seven five one two. Yeah, did that, I say that right? I said that really fast backwards. You went a little Yoda on it. I did. Uh, area code last, but yeah, five one two eight three four one zero two seven. I, I but I think I've heard something along the lines of it's it's, it's just sure, and that makes total sense. I just I just. I, I need to be. I need some confirmation. I think That's it makes all. him look like a tough guy, and I'm all about that. Yes, I'm all just, about that. They're just rubber gloves. I'm not a, ba- a manager who's going to look like he's going to walk out and and like knock your two front teeth out <laughs> if you if you you know do something wrong. The you know He'll the, do it too. The, the the Billy Martins who don't who no longer exist. We've seen you know? how Mattress Matt can be. I think Dusty Baker can take that. A little bit higher. Max fiery. And Mac is much older. I, I've actually, I, I know, I've spoken with with Jim McInville personally many times back when I was working in Houston. The man is always a fireball, and and that's I love the guy. Does he need advertisements? Because he just came into a whole lot of cases. He said, "I won the seventy five million, and now I get to do this and that." And oh, by the way, I also get to spend more money on advertising. I think and that there, was the there last was a, quote. There was another side bet he did. Uh, Johnny Root was talking about that yesterday. I can't remember how much it was, but he also placed a middle-of-the-season uh, bet as well that he cashed out on. Very good. Like, 
dude's rolling in cash now. Gotta My God. It. Gotta love it. If he wasn't already, he can now, what is it, Scrooge McDuck a room and just dive into his money off a diving board. Mm-hmm. God bless him. We want to save you money. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'll never forget that. I've never seen his commercials because they, yeah. they don't have any of those up here, right? If you're if you're from Houston and you know what I'm talking about, is you'll it be, really a, a Southern Texas? thing? No, it's really just a Houston thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Houston Gulf Coast thing. But yeah, I mean, if you know Mattress Max commercials, you know when you go back, 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 you know what I'm talking about. The guy that sounds just, like yeah. Chris Berman at a, at the it home does, run derby. It does a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so the National Baseball Hall of Fame's released the eight player ballot that's going to be considered by the Contemporary Baseball Era Players Com- Players Committee. Uh, for election as part of the Hall of Fame class of 2023. Now, if you're not familiar with this, the uh, contemporary baseball era ballot features candidates whose primary contribution to the game came in 1980 or later. All right? And there are some big names on this list. Albert Bell. Among yes. Them, who uh, I still would not want to run in front of a base pass. No. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely um, not. He, uh, controversial player. Albert Belly for a reason. You remember when he got plunked and he refused to take first base? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was great. That was hilarious. Uh, he 381 uh, career homers, 1,239 RBIs, 295 uh, career batting average over 12 seasons. Uh, cut a little short due to a hip injury. Sure. Second on this list. Kirby Puckett. Oh, oh if only. Oh. Wait, no, he's in the Hall he of Fame. He is, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's stupid. Uh, Barry Bonds. Well, come on. He's going to get in somehow. Okay. No matter what. I know you have a thing. I do. He still had to... I, we can get into this argument another time, but I think that makes sense. Similar uh, issue I have. And I really think he will probably get in because of this. Probably. Yeah. Similar uh, to issue I have, Roger Clemens, next on the list. Uh, hard to argue that he wouldn't have been a Hall of Famer had he not cheated. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Kind of like Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. But Mark McGuire. Yeah. Sammy Sosa. Raphael Palmero. All those guys. At least he finally admitted to it. My favorite name on this list, and this is going to sound weird, coming from a Red Sox guy, Donnie Baseball himself, Don Mattingly. Sure. I I love Don Mattingly. I've always been a Don Mattingly fan, and I was so excited he got to go to the his one pl- uh, playoff appearance in 1995. Otherwise, he played for an awful Yankees team most Look, of his career. You know who? You know who's the new era Don Mattingly? Hmm. Mike Trout. Yeah, yeah, 100%. in a way, yeah, very much so. Because yeah. he's the most likable guy in sports or in baseball. He's the least marketed guy, as even though he's one of the best players in your league, and he's never won anything because he's always been on a crap team. However, Mattingly was on better teams, but just for some reason couldn't get over the edge. Career, th- I, it, it just really feels like Mike Mike Trout's on that same trajectory. Career three twenty seven batting average is not too bad. That's. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> Not too bad like at one all. One guy would like to do that in a week span. Yeah, a month span. Yeah, 160 career homers. So he, uh, you know, that that I I thought it was more. I thought he had 200, but anyway, either way, uh, Don Mattingly followed by Fred McGriff. Love it. Dale Murphy. Yes. Raphael Palmero. And Wait, what did they call Fred McGriff? The the, the crime dog. The crime dog. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the crime dog. And then rounding out the list, Mister Bloody Sock himself, Kurt Schilling, who. I know a lot of people have their opinions on him. You can think whatever you want. The man, I mean, he bled. He bled for the 2004 Boston Red Sox. I know. And he and Randy Johnson both were lights out that year. He's a weird guy. He's a weird guy. You don't have to like him. You don't have to like him. You're a weird guy, Ace. Weird guy. And that's going to do it. Oh, that was Dan Marino, right? Dan yeah, Marino to I know, Jim but Carrey. I like that quote. I know, yeah. but yeah. I just, Ace Ventura. I was like, why is that resonating? Hey, man. Nice job. Go. Yeah. Good, good, good ear. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, so, you. I'm off in a walking Not pop Not many of my booth. friends can get these references. Only a couple. That's going to do it for us today. Stick around. Paul Feinbaum up next. Sports Talk with Ed coming up. Thank you. Two. See ya. And we'll see ya.